Welcome to A Handful of Hope, where we bring you heart-to-heart conversations with heart-centered people. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of A Handful of Hope. I am so happy and grateful to have Helen with us today, who's an author, speaker, and spiritual life coach, and a modern-day emancipator who helps high-achieving multicultural individuals create and sustain the personal and professional freedom they deserve and yet so often eludes them. Helen's mission is to equip those individuals who are ready to make a profound shift with the mindset, skill set, and healing that allows them to powerfully and authentically create success from inside out using their deepest truth and wisdom as their guide. Helen, welcome and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Jesse. I love what you're doing here. Yeah, you know, (laughs) and one of the things, just reading your, your, your little bio there, I have to ask, you and I are very alike in this thinking, and I find that this thinking seems to elude a lot. We're, we're in a culture of entrepreneurship and businesses where you know, a lot of things that we get touted as values to treasure are grinding and crushing, and who, who's working longer? Oh, you got up at 4 a.m.? Well, I'm going to get up at 3 a.m. tomorrow. You stayed up <laughs> until 10? I'm going to stay up until 11. You got five hours of sleep? Well, I'll get four hours of sleep. And so we hear mindset a lot, but we often don't hear mindset paired with healing. Why is that such an important pairing? The head and the heart and the soul, actually, because we don't talk about the soul enough either, right? The spirit um, have got to work. If you're your most powerful, your most um, effective, efficient uh, when you are whole. So you've got to bring in all aspects of the self, right? And um, traditionally we've been, you know, we live very much above the neck (laughs) and there's a lot of real estate. (laughs) The rest of the body, right? Um, Has has so much information, insight, guidance, direction uh, to give us. So if we only rely on the head um, and the intellect and the logic, which is what we have been conditioned to do, um, we're leaving out, we're leaving money on the table, I like to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not just about the money. It's really just, that's just a metaphor, right? But it's literally, um, because the, the outcome is not just what we make. It's the value of how we feel. And I always tell people, you know, the money is, is, the, is, the, is the means for most of us. But the end result is really how we feel. We want to get it to be able to do this or feel free or whatever. So, and where is the feeling space? It's the heart. And if we are so focused on one aspect and leave the heart out, we, um, yeah, we, we're, we're, we're missing. And we wonder why we keep missing and we keep looking for the next thing and the next thing. Um, it's like trying to find an object in the upstairs closet that's really in the basement. You'll never find it. You'll always be frustrated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Helen, how do, we, how do we even become aware of the disconnect between head, heart, soul? I feel mm-hmm. like that, you know, what's the expression? We don't know what we don't know. Yes. And it seems so many of our relationships with our heart are formed out of pain. Yes. Right? So when I feel massive pain, my feelings are hurt. But when I'm not in pain, it's kind of like, 
you know, we even might even say we don't even feel or we don't, or sometimes we might say, oh, that's kind of foo-foo or woo-woo or whatever it is to talk. But uh, how do, so how, I guess, how do we begin to even identify that? What is that? What does that look like? Or maybe what does it feel like for us? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I love that you brought that up because a, a lot of people are not feeling. You know, for years I had a, 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 I started, I always tell people I came to the mind through the body. Uh, I started my career as a physical therapist and then I did massage therapy. And then I, over 15 years, I evolved and had a complementary wellness center for 15 years. And so, but I'm all, I always, I'm, I'm curious by nature. Like, I'm like, I always wanted to understand, like if somebody would come to me and for a massage and they'd be like this, and then I'd work on them and they'd leave like this. And then an hour, and a week later, they'd come back like this. And I'm like, what happened? Right? Yeah. So I'm all, I was always searching, like, what's the root? When I was a physical therapist, I'm like, what's the root of the pain? What, what's really, because what we know about the physical body is that it, the mind is what the brain interprets an, a nociceptive response as pain. It's not pain, and you don't feel it as pain until the brain interprets it as pain. And that's how somebody can literally have their hand cut off and feel no pain. They feel nothing. And somebody, till somebody points out that their hand is gone, right? Then they're like, oh, oh, that hurts. So we have to be willing to feel first. We have to be willing mm -hmm. to feel. So, but if we're not feeling, life will always, the universe is always conspiring on our behalf. So look at the things and the people and the circumstances that you've attracted into your life, right? The, it's the mirror. It's the mirror. So if you're not in connected enough to yourself to be aware, if you don't have a high level of self-awareness, then just look at the circumstances of your life. Look what's showing up in the mirror. What kinds of people are you or situations are you attracting? Is there a lot of chaos? Mm -hmm. Is there is there a lot of struggle? You know, what what are you what have you created? So we don't have to look very far. We just have to be willing to see process begins with awareness seeing you can't change what you can't see hmm. i don't know if that's helpful <laughs> yeah you know it's what's coming up for me right now is you know so many of us live our life with the blinders on and one of the really unique i think gifts that could come from this unique time we're in during time of the recording we're in the middle of the corona covid lockdown shelter in place quarantine is that people are having perhaps for the first time an awakening to the world that they always knew may not be the world that it will always be, which isn't necessarily a bad thing at all. You and I were talking beforehand about a, you know, beautiful experiences watching Usain Bolt run mm -hmm. in the 2012 Olympics and how there was this massive pause for him. People who maybe normally didn't get along or normally didn't come together were all of a sudden watching and celebrating as one. So we have glimpses of this, but they're always contextual, right? And we never maybe take time to pause and take the blinders off and allow ourselves to see that those moments of celebration that we have when we see somebody achieve it doesn't have to just be when somebody achieves it can be for our very life and when we wake up in the morning right 
the, when this whole uh, um, stay in, when before we even ordered to stay in place, when we when the whole pandemic um, came into focus for us here in America, um, I I was inspired to do a, a daily Facebook Live a series for a couple of weeks uh, called, that I called Pause for Peace. Uh, meditation is uh, one of the tools that I've used in my own life. It's one of the things I teach my clients. It's, it is, it's, it's a beautiful mind focusing tool and it's a beautiful self-awareness tool. And, but it, it, I, what I understand from my perspective that the opportunity, I always say every challenge comes with opportunities. Right? Mm. And I'm a great believer that the universe, as I said, is conspiring on our behalf. Everything serves. We get to decide how it serves us. That's the free will. So in looking at the opportunity here, this global pandemic, the most obvious thing is the forced pause, slowing down. Some people have paused and some people have chosen not to, right? So it's still a choice, but the opportunity is there. And what happens when you slow down is your awareness expands if you let it. So the analogy I like to use is if you're driving hundred miles an hour in a car, there are only certain things you're going to notice because mm -hmm. things are, everything is passing so fast, as opposed to if you're driving at five miles an hour, you, you see a lot more, right? So the opportunity is here to see, but what do we do with what we see? And what happens too, when why people, I know for me in my earlier life, gosh, I was a, I was a certified workaholic, man, because the world just, that it gives you accolades for being a, a hard worker. And <clears throat> uh, it was the second time when I burned out and I ended up literally almost dying and woke up in the hospital looking at the ceiling going, seriously, I've got to figure this out. <laughs> this is not working for me. Um, but I didn't know. I didn't know what to do differently. I didn't. I really didn't. I was frustrated. I didn't know how to get out of my own way. I knew I was doing it to myself, but I didn't know how to get out of my own way. Mm. Um, and the first, the first step is, is there's something wrong with surrendering, like just going, I don't know. I really don't. Because when we admit that, or even admit that I am in pain and I don't know how to change it, at least now we're open for help. And the help is always there. It's, it's ripe and ready. When the student is ready, the teacher appears, whether it's a book, a podcast, an interview like this, or a conversation with a friend, or a mentor, teacher, program, course. The, it, it's always there. It's, it's, it's just for us to be open and saying, yes, I, I don't know and I need help and I'm willing to receive it. It resonates so deeply with that because as somebody who could also be a easily certified workaholic mm -hmm. and I, I was sharing with you beforehand, my struggles with needing to be the expert or being that guy or whatever that is for in my head at that time part of that struggle has been always asking for help too and asking for help would then in my story, there's two versions of it. The one would be that you 
if you have to ask for help, it means you don't know. And if you don't know, then it means you're not qualified for this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And the other version is, it's the version of, well, you've asked for help before, but you've been let down. Right. Right. You've been asked for help before. So nobody's, nobody's willing to help. Nobody's willing to step up and help. So you might as well just do it all on your own. And I felt that though, when you were saying that, and I know the truth is, so for people who might be wrestling with one of those dynamics, they they might, they might feel what I just felt that how true it is about being able to surrender because it gives you a space to receive help. But they have, there was that one time six and a half years ago on a Tuesday Mm -hmm. where they asked for help and the person they asked for help with didn't follow through, let them down, whatever that story is for them. How, how do we address that for them to allow them to find strength in that surrender and then thus find strength in being able to receive the teacher who could appear for them? Yes. So, yeah, it, the, the, it comes down to the trust issue, right? Because that's what has been undermined and eroded is the trust in others. Um, however, what I'd say is trust yourself. Be willing to trust yourself. And if everything serves, even that, even that experience you had six years ago on a Tuesday when you were someone let you down or disappointed you, how did that serve you? What did you learn from that? Mm-hmm. What did it, did it, did it, uh, did it hone your, uh, your, your wisdom, you know, your ability to spot, you know, someone who is not authentic? You know, I, for me, I grew up, as an empath and a, and a, and a highly sensitive um, person with a, a very strong intuitive abilities in a house of secrets. So mm-hmm. what that meant was I was aware of what was going on around me, but the, but when I would say to the adults, you know, so-and-so they'd go, no, 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 that's not true. <laughs> and so I thought I was crazy and I learned not to trust myself. But what it did for me was it honed my ability to read energy mm-hmm. and see behind people's masks. So I can feel energy shift in an email, right? And it was a protective mechanism for many years, but I had to heal and integrate those things in order for it to become my superpower. Mm-hmm. What got you here? won't get you there. And that's part of the pivoting. When we are invited, when life invites us to shift, when the opportunity presents itself, there are things we have to let go of. We have to, you can't, if you're a trapeze artist in the circus, right? You, in order to progress to the next rung, you, you've got to let go of the one that, you, that brought you here. Or else hanging on to both, you're stuck, you're not going anywhere. And it requires, it's a journey of trust. And trust is something that, in my experience, you build over time. People earn your trust when they show you consistently that they are worthy of trust. So uh, it's, it, it, that's part of the wisdom that we gain in life. In life. And everything that came before this was just part of the education. How do you build on your education? How do you use it instead of using it as an excuse to stop yourself from progressing? Because we can use it either way. And I know that word excuse, oh, sometimes it's so triggering, right? But there are five freedom principles that I teach. And 
judgment, no shame, no blame, no judgment, no excuses, 100% responsibility. And I'll start backwards, 100% responsibility, because that's where your point of power is. If you accept responsibility for whatever you've created in your life, consciously or unconsciously, and this is why we don't blame ourselves, because we're always doing the best we can in any given moment, right? And you wouldn't look at a baby who doesn't know, you know, who can barely crawl and say, why can't you do advanced calculus? What's wrong with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I always say this journey of personal development, of self-growth has got to be fueled by compassion and non-judgment, especially for yourself, especially hold a space for yourself. So the no blame, because every time you blame someone or a situation, a person, you've given your power to that person or situation. You have to wait for them to change for you to feel differently. Mm. Right? When you take responsibility and you're like, okay, and not shame or blame yourself or judge yourself, judgment slams the door shut on possibilities. Because mm. the universe says, oh, yeah, okay, whatever you say. It's like, Oh, that, they're, they're never going to buy my stuff. And so it is. Or I know the right person is absolutely going to find me. And so it is. Right? I can learn to trust again. I am gaining wisdom with every experience I have. I'm gaining experience, knowledge, understanding, wisdom. I trust that I will continue to grow and I will attract the right person and situation for me. That's so incredibly powerful. And at the same time, it's so contradictory to what we have pushed in the public, right? It, yeah. It's the, the devil's advocate and me will just play this so we can have a discussion yeah. around. Yeah. And because you 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 log in and it's the opposite well it's not my fault that i'm poor or it's not my fault that i'm this or it's you know it's this person's fault they did this to me and this is why i'm in this position and it seems that we have almost <clears throat> i don't know if agenda is even the right word but agenda is to develop metrics mm -hmm. that reinforce that versus empower the opposite it's you know i remember we always had those adages you know, teach someone to fish, give them a fish, they'll eat for a day, teach them to fish, they'll eat for life. Yeah. But we seem to have now almost the, the conversation is, I have the fish and I'm going to withhold it from you. So it's just going to be another reason why that you are subservient. I've long said that I believe the two biggest businesses in the world are fear and mediocrity, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So let's play devil's advocate for this a little bit how I hear what you're saying and how can that be true? Because I can't help where I was born. Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's not my fault. My job is paying me this much money. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask to grow up in a poor family or a poor town or yeah. education. Yeah. How, how do we handle that? Oh, it's, it's so beautiful. I, I agree. If that is exactly what someone is feeling, they are perfectly correct. It is not your fault. It is your responsibility though. It's not your fault where you started out. 
It's your responsibility to yourself and your joy and your life and your well-being to take back your power, to figure it out, and to make the best of this damn life. It doesn't matter where you started out. What matters is where you, how you finish, where you end up. And once you decide, oh, I'm telling you, there's nothing. I have goosebumps just saying this. There is nothing more powerful than a decided person when all of you is on board. I sat down. I remember I sat. Um, I was home on maternity leave with my third child. And so I was watching a lot of HGTV. <laughs> and I wanted to... Um, I wanted to buy a house uh, separate. I lived in a house that, I, that my mother had helped me to build, townhouses beside each other. I was not enjoying living beside my mother at that time at all. Thankfully, all these years later, we've healed our relationship and we have a beautiful relationship. She's 91 years old now. Wow. She'll be 91 this year. But at that time, I felt very powerless because I wanted to move. And every time I looked, I couldn't afford something of equal to where I lived, right? I couldn't afford something. So I felt. And I, and I was like, I have this business. I'm earning good money. What, I don't, but I don't feel like I have the power and the freedom to do what I really, really want. So I decided, um, I was watching HTV. This is the power of inspiration. I was watching it and I was, would watch House Hunters. <laughs> and I would watch them. They would go and see like three houses. That's probably what they edited down to. But I would watch that. And then they'd walk into a house and they'd go, we love it. We'll take it. And I said, I want to do that, the power of inspiration, right? And at the time, it took an average of like four months to get approved for a mortgage in Jamaica. And you it was like a lot of hoops to jump through. It was, it was you know, real estate was expensive, whatever. So I said, that's kind of when I, I'd been thinking about coming back to the States. I used to live in the States before, but I had given up my, um, I had given up my green card when I moved back home because I said I would never live here again. Never say never. Um, <laughs> and um, so it was, it was interesting because it was 18 years later and my son was getting ready for college and I was like, oh my gosh, the dollar was like 70 to one. And I was like, how am I going to stay here and send him to school there? And I just didn't see the how. I did not see the how. But I had a desire and I had a dream. And that's all you need to start. And then you start following the breadcrumbs, right? Mm. Start following the breadcrumbs. And I, through a series of synchronicities, right? When, when the student is ready, the, seriously, the teacher appears. A friend happened to mention that she had used this lawyer and it helped her get her back her green card. We, I called the woman. We, we, got, we got, we set up whatever it was, got a company, got back here, moved here. And every step of my life has been like that. I make a decision. I decide what I want. I don't. And the how presents itself. You have to be willing to follow the breadcrumbs and to take the risks though. Because I shut down my business and my life as I knew it and started over at 42 years old mm. with three children and my husband, of course. Okay? <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, I don't know if I could have done it without him. I don't know. I always tell him he's the wind beneath my wings. Uh, he, he helps to give me courage. And that's the power of environment, right? It's surrounding yourself with people who, who can support you. And if it's not a husband, if it's not a, a family member, if it's not a friend that 
it's a, it's a mentor or a coach, a pastor, whoever you got to have people in your life hmm. who can hold the vision with you. And the thing about my mentors is, and my coaches that they've always held the vision for me that I couldn't even step into yet myself. Hmm. They held possibilities for me till I could step into it myself. It sounds like too, from what you just shared, that <clears throat> earlier you were talking about being blind to the things that we can't see, right? But it's almost like when we decide suddenly the blinders come off and the, the breadcrumbs start to appear. And maybe the breadcrumbs were there all along. Yes. But because we had decided to believe a different narrative that yeah. we couldn't, we're incapable, yeah. it's not our fault. Yeah. And I loved how you framed that. You're absolutely right. It's not your fault, but you still have a decision to make. Yeah. yeah. You still have a decision to make. So you may not have been able to decide your circumstances that you were born into. Right. But you can decide what circumstances you're going to grow into. Absolutely. Love that. Mm. Love that. I think that's a quotable. Yeah, we should, <laughs> we should write that down. We can trademark yeah. it. We'll share yeah. it. <laughs> no, it came out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'll share it. I came take, from the inspiration. Take full, take full insp I don't mind if I inspired it. You yeah. spoke it. So yeah. claim it. <laughs> Own it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Helen, what's the, this series is called A Handful of Hope. What's the hope you hold for the world? Oh, I don't even need to hope it, quite honestly, Jesse, because I see it and I feel it so powerfully. It brings tears to my eyes, like just thinking about it. I am so excited. And I hold that for people who cannot be yet. I've always been somewhat of a maverick and a visionary. I'm usually a little ahead. I can see things that others can't see yet. And what I see is that the bigger the crisis, the bigger the opportunity. I see, I see that in every crisis, in every challenge, it's, it, it's an opportunity for people to step up. And I see them doing it. They're sharing, they're connecting, they're shifting. Like for me, I, I literally have a, a, a thing I started called hashtag thank you Corona, right? Mm. Inviting people to be like, what is the, uh, what is the gift? I have, my book is called The Gift of Pain, an invitation to self-love, right? So, but the pain contains gifts open to receive it. The big gift I see here, is a shift. People are leaving jobs that they hated. <laughs> they are spending time with quality time with family, right? Um, marriages that were on rocky ground are imploding, and some are strengthening and finding new new connections. But it is all this time is is a great amplifier and accelerator. Any issues that have come up for people are not new. They're not new. And if they're honest and they look clearly, they will see that. So the opportunity is deal with it because everything you want is on the other side of that. So on the other side of this is so much growth and opportunity. And here's the thing. It's a choice point as every 
crisis in our lives is. It's a choice point. We get to choose. We get to choose. So some people will come out of this and be living in a new earth. And some people will come out of this and be in the same old world that they were in before. That's the magic. We get to create our own reality. <laughs> but I know the opportunity has never been greater. And there's so much energy supporting us in this time. So much. And I get it. I get that when you are in stress, it is harder to access your solution-oriented part of your brain. And so if if you're listening to this today and you are stressed to the max, crippled by fear, then your next best step is to find hope somewhere. Watch a funny movie, call a friend, tell jokes, go watch cat videos on YouTube if that's your thing. Go to the beach, walk outside, lie on the grass. Do whatever you can to step out of your fear. Sit. Their heart math, heart math, um, dot com or dot org, I think it's dot org, is offering their heart math experience, which is designed to get you into coherence. When you are in the state of coherence, you are your most grounded, your most calm, your most creative, your most solution oriented self. They're offering a program free. They normally sell it. It's, they're making it available to the public free. And if you want, I'll give you the link where people can go and you can post it with this video so they can access that. And, you, and it shows you how to get in coherence, right? Because then you'll be able to activate the law of attraction and to bring you what you want, more peace, more joy, more freedom, more opportunity. Because all, that's all we all want, more love. So that's what I see. That's what I see. And that's what I hold space for. I love that. Everyone, my goodness, was this a gift today. Rewatch, re-listen, and pay attention. Pay attention to, you know, there's a couple of things here that I think are so poignant. Not that the, to discount the rest of it, the entire interview is. But there's a few things where you might find yourself really honing in on. I love the giving yourself permission to ask for help. You know, there you, you see that we jumped around on a few topics, but when you rewatch and re-listen, you'll see everything ties together. And you can almost see too this path to the breadcrumbs that's been there all along. It almost begins with asking for help. It almost begins with making a new decision. And perhaps one decision you can make today is to ask for help, ask for support, seek it out. Don't believe the old story that it won't work for you. Or there's no one there or available. There are. There really truly are. And if you just were willing to love yourself enough, coming back to love and joy, love yourself enough and to ask it from that state of expected joy in the future, you might just be pleasantly surprised. You might just start to see the breadcrumbs that were around you all the time, but you never could see before because you were so blinded by previous decisions, previous decisions that held you back, that kept you playing small, that made you believe that the old reality was the only reality that was available for you. Whether you're already living a great life and you're wanting to live a greater one, or you're just on your path beginning, each, each path is going to be aided dramatically by a decision. The greater the decision, the more heartfelt, the more heart-centered the decision, 
the greater and the more heartfelt and heart-centered the life will be that follows it. I loved the notion of that it all comes back to love and joy. Mm-hmm. That's what we all want. And if you start to look beneath, deep beneath the surface, beyond the material stuff, beyond the other things, beyond the narratives that are pushed out in the, the public, you'll see that at the core, everything that you desire, everything you want, and the root of it all, it really does root down to love, joy, happiness. And again, we maybe have the blinders on and we can't quite see it, but give yourself permission to take those blinders off just for a minute. Look around the world for the breadcrumbs that might be around you, that might have been in front of you all along. Maybe today just might be the awakening, the eye-opening that you need, or the eye-encouraging that you've always looked for. Mm -hmm. Helen, this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for sharing your magic, your gifts with us. You've been an absolute blessing today. Thank you. Mm, Thank you, Jesse. Absolutely. (laughs) We will see you next time, everyone, on another edition of A Handful of Hope. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you're finding value in these conversations, please rate and review on Apple, Google, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite place is to listen to